This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 6.04. Have some valley fog issues, mainly right around the rivers. Nothing major, however. Currently, it is getting close to being, by the way, a full moon. Fair skies right now, 51 degrees in Binghamton, shooting for a high into the lower 80s. A suspect is in custody, and New York State Police say there is no threat to the public after a trooper was shot while investigating a domestic dispute last night in deposit. The trooper was wounded while investigating the complaint shortly after 9 p.m. at Sunrise Terrace in the village. The, an overnight news release did not indicate the nature of the injuries or the condition of the trooper who was taken to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. Just checked about a minute ago, and there has been no update to that official announcement from the state police. Authorities promise to re- release more information as it becomes available, as the investigation is still in the early stages. The shooting comes two weeks after Trooper Becky Seeger was shot and wounded, allegedly by 34-year-old Jason Johnson while responding. Responding to a report of a suspicious person in the town of Colesville, Johnson is charged with two counts of attempted murder. That incident happened as New York State Police and Broome County Sheriff's deputies were called to West Windsor Road and Thornhill Road on June 9th. When Johnson was confronted by authorities, he allegedly fired at them with a shotgun with a round striking Trooper Seeger in the hip area. Another officer suffered shrapnel injury. Johnson was located following a 20-hour manhunt, and Trooper Seeger was released from Wilson Hospital on June 10th to recover at home. Once again, WMBF will have... The the latest on last night's shooting incident in deposit as it becomes available. New York's state of emergency is over and with it, take out cocktails. Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday announced the state of emergency that had been declared in March of last year is not being renewed, but residents will staff to follow some federal guidelines requiring masks like on public transportation in hospitals, nursing homes, and correctional facilities. But other things can get back to normal, like holding public meetings in public in person. Still, restaurants and bars had hoped the takeout liquor would be continuing. But a lack of legislative action to extend the provision takeaway cocktail hour ends at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow. New York State Liquor Authority sent out a hasty message to restaurants and bars yesterday informing them that while it had been anticipated the takeout provision could end July 5th without legislative action, the expiration of the emergency declaration was being interpreted to mean the takeout cocktail program would expire as well. The provision that allowed mixed drinks, beer, and wine to be taken out, along with takeout meals, was seen as a lifesaver for many restaurants that could not allow indoor dining. Patrons also were positive about the program's convenience. According to some restaurant owner advocate groups, the takeout cocktails made up as much as half of their pandemic business. Restaurants are still finding challenges in not only attracting patients who may still be leery about gatherings, but also in finding staff to come back to the job. That's forced some businesses to continue to limit their hours of operation in spite of pandemic restrictions being lifted. 
WMBF First News Time 607. A developer who just a few weeks ago said he was really excited about a project involving the old Masonic Temple building in Binghamton is now trying to sell the property. Isaac Anzarud acquired the six-story structure near Binghamton High School for about $67,000 three years ago. His asking price for the site in a neighboring parking lot is $1,999,000 according to an online listing. In early May, workers descended on the property to remove debris from the 99-year-old building. Anzarut had proposed 38 apartment units with a total of 56 bedrooms for the six-story structure. After work started at the site last month, Anzarut said the roof would be repaired before construction started inside. The developer had said July 2020 was his goal for occupancy. In a more recent conversation, Anzarut told WMBF News the work at the building was proceeding, but he did not mention that he was attempting to find a buyer. Anzaru in 2017 acquired another high-profile building in Broome County, the Endicott Johnson Victory Building in Johnson City, with ambitious plans for a senior housing unit before selling that property to another developer last year when those plans fell through. The Johnson City property where a Philadelphia sales store is operated for nearly 40 years is about to go on the market. The village acquired the four-acre site at 333 Grand Avenue from United Health Services in June of last year as a location for a new public works department facility. But that plan was dropped when officials decided the old Country Valley Industries building on Lester Avenue would be a better idea. Mayor Greg Demey says he's received multiple calls from developers and real estate agents inquiring about the Grand Avenue property. The Philadelphia sales stores operated on Grand Avenue from 1959 till 1997. The building that housed the building, the business was torn down in 2006. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And let's start with the NBA last night. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Atlanta travels to Milwaukee to take on Giannis and the Bucks. Middleton fires the three and he misses the three. Rebound loose and the Hawks have it. And the Atlanta Hawks have done it again, folks. These gutty, gritty young Atlanta Hawks have come into another building and win the first game of the series to gain home court advantage. How about these Atlanta Hawks, folks, they are unbelievable. How about Trey Young? 48 points. 48 points. Clint Capella converted that go-ahead putback with 29.8 seconds left. Hawks took game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't feel so bad now that they beat the Knicks in five because uh, they're a lot better team than uh, people thought, and they're on a roll. So we'll see what happens. I have a feeling, though, Milwaukee's coming back. They're not going to sit lightly on this one. Game two, Friday night, tomorrow night, where the Bucks have not lost in the postseason until last night. That was the first loss in the playoffs at home for the Bucks. Tonight, Phoenix Suns take on the Clippers in L.A., Suns up two games to nothing in that particular series. And hockey fans, the Islanders are still alive. After that 8 nothing shellacking they took from Tampa Bay, they came back last night. Anthony Bovier scoring with a minute eight into overtime. The Islanders rally to beat the Lightning 3-2 to force a deciding Game 7 in the Stanley Cup semifinal. Game 7 going to be Friday night in Tampa, Florida. Go Islanders. All right, let's talk baseball. How about those Mets? 1-0. 
Swing and a drive to right center. Hustling over in Ciarte. will have to play it on a hop. It's a base hit. Guillaume scores from third. McNeil stops at second. And on at first with an RBI single is Francisco Lindor. The Mets extend their lead to 7-3 to as Francisco picks up his third RBI of the night. And that's the way it ends. 7-3 Mets over the Braves. Washington, Milwaukee, San Diego winners over the American League. Gary Sanchez homering off Greg Hotland in the ninth inning. Luke Voigt hitting a winning single. The Yankees win. Surviving another blown save by Aroldis Chapman. They beat the Royals 6-5. Other winners include Houston, Tampa Bay, and Texas Interleague action. The White Sox, Detroit, Colorado, San Francisco, Toronto winners. Reading Fighting Phils, 8. Binghamton Rumble Pony, 6. And the second game of their uh, six-game road trip there in Reading. Game 3 will be tonight. Go Ponies. Oh, also in the NHL, Vegas at Montreal tonight. Canadians could close out that series with a win. So we'll wait and see what happens there as well. Okay. Is that a look at sports? A person with knowledge of the situation says the Boston Celtics have hired Brooklyn Nets assistant Eam Odoka as their new head coach. The 43-year-old Udoka spent seven years on Greg Popovich's staff in San Antonio, including the team's 2014 championship run. He later served on Brett Brown's coaching staff in Philadelphia, joining the Nets before this season. Udoka replaces Stevens, who stepped down as head coach and moved into the front office when Danny Ainge retired this month. So a little movement there uh, for the Celtics, for Boston fans. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 614. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. A little patchy fog in the area this morning, but uh, no accidents to report in traffic tie ups. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast sunshine today, highs in the low 80s, mostly clear tonight, low in the low to mid 50s. Mostly sunny Friday, low 80s, and for the weekend, mostly cloudy Saturday. Chance of showers and thunderstorms, low 80s, partly sunny on Sunday with a chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Upper 80s, and then even into Monday, we got temperatures near 90, partly sunny. Yes, indeed, it's the humidity and thunder boomer weekend coming up here. Have to wait and see what's going on. 52 degrees right now. It's Doug Mosier and Kathy White. This is WNBF's First News Binghamton getting you up to date. And speaking of which, we'll check the date. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290, WNBF. June 24th, 1965, John Lennon's second book, A Spaniard in the Works, was published, and in 1967, Jefferson Airplane released White Rabbit. Rabbit, kind of a psychedelic type song from Jefferson Airplane, released 1967. Procol Harum released Whiter Shade of Pale the same day, believe it or not. And on this date, June 24th, 1972, the anthem from Helen Reddy released. Oh, 
Alan Reddy released I Am Woman uh, in the midst of the uh, revolution, uh, women's liberation, and uh, a lot of things happened in the 70s. And uh, Helen Reddy's song, of course, inspired a lot of people as well. In 1987, actor Jackie Gleason died at the age of 71. And away we go. Love Jackie Gleason as Ralph, Cl- Ralph Cramden. Actress Michelle Lee is 79 today. Singer Arthur Brown is in the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Is 79 today. Actor-director George Stanford Brown is 78. Guitarist Jeff Beck is 77. Colin Blundstone from the Zombies, 76. Drummer Mick Fleetwood, who kind of looks like that guy on Sesame Street that painted the numbers on people's heads. Mick Fleetwood, he kind of looks like a lunatic, but he's a drummer. He's 74 today. Actor Peter Weller, RoboCop, Stop or There Will Be Trouble, is 74 today. And his counterpart, actress Nancy Allen, who played in RoboCop, she was Murphy. Is 71 today. Actor Danielle Spencer. I think she was she was on What's Happening. I can't remember which one she was. I think she was the, the young girl. 56 today. Actress Mindy Kaling from the Mindy Project is 42. Those are the famous folks celebrating with us today. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It says it's International Fairy Day. You're done with those fairy gardens with your granddaughter? I have never done one with her, but I know that they they have fairy fests and they have they have people that dress up as fairies and yeah, do, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, well, it's like the ones that do the um, the Renaissance festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I know that there's there's some things that people do with uh, little like fairy doors and stuff that they position in different parts of like at the bottom of trees and things for people to find and things yeah. like that. That's a big deal for some people. Like I said, they have the big festivals. I knew somebody that, one of the other radio groups I worked in, that did that every year. And they used to come into the studio dressed up every year on Fairy Day. It was probably this day. And uh, did all kinds of goofy stuff. Meanwhile, it's, is it pralines or pralines? I don't know. It's praline day. Praline day. What is that? I don't have Oh, those are those, the, the, like, caramely candy things that you get down in in the south a lot with pecans in them it's um like a sugar syrup and then sometimes it's like uh chocolate over top of it and uh the french pralines are almonds with caramelized sugar the ones that are down the south are more more soft and they're they're cream and kind of like fudgy and but they're like caramely things oh i love pralines are they sticky they get yeah work. yeah i like anything that's caramely yeah well, i don't think i've ever had one of those before but anyway they're very good with coffee uh national handshake day also the last we can do that before. now we can or fist bump whatever you want to do yeah i think everything now is however you feel comfortable which a yeah. lot of people would sure be comfortable with takeout cocktails, but after midnight tonight, mm-mm. no more takeout, no more margaritas to go. Yeah, you know, we were laughing about that. Kind, of, we needed something to laugh about last year, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we were kind of laughing about that on uh, a year ago, and about the New Orleans. That's you know, yeah, known as 
Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they have like the slushy machines on the street, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it, it really was a lifeline for a lot of bars and restaurants during the pandemic, especially the taverns that weren't ser- serving like huge meals and things like that. And now some of these uh, restaurants are saying when they got the tweet from the liquor authority yesterday telling them, ah, guess it's done. Right. Uh, they thought maybe it was going to be July 5th, but then with the ending of the emergency declaration, they said, I guess this goes bye-bye, too, since the legislature didn't act on making a, a permanent deal out of it. Right. Um, but some of the restaurants are saying, and we've we've seen it all over, they can't get staff. That's the tough thing. You, you, you see signs for help wanted everywhere. There's job openings yeah, all they over can't, the place. Yeah, they can't get servers. So, why so is, a lot of them are limiting the hours that they're operating, and this takeout cocktails mm-hmm. kind of was a nice little thing to go along with it. Yeah. Plus, a lot of the people were saying that you know if they had even if they went in to dine and they say had a bottle of wine that was open, you know there was a one thing you could you could buy liquor and then take it that was uh, that was not open. Right. But if you didn't finish a bottle of wine and you wanted to take it with you, you could with this and now that's going to stop as well. But yeah. um yeah, the restaurants even though things are coming back to you know, some semblance of normal with a lack of staffing, they haven't been able to maintain their hours. Yeah, it's been really tough for people. And, you know, hopefully uh, people will start getting back to work again. I know a lot of people, uh, and I was talking to Joe Stanley about this yesterday, and I said, why do you think that is? He said, well, I think some people are just waiting to see what's out there. And they, they have the, you know, they have the extra cash to do that, and uh, they're looking for maybe they don't want to go back to that job. Yeah, maybe they were totally miserable to begin with, and they don't want to go back. I mean, face it, work Other sucks Other ones are just times, saying, but... I just couldn't live on that salary. <laughs> I have to work. I've worked my whole life. I tried the unemployment thing. I did it for two months, and I'm like, nah, this isn't for me. I, I just, I had to work, you know? So hopefully we can get uh, America back to work here. I know they're pushing to do it, and one of the incentives will be when that extra money from unemployment runs out meanwhile i hope the legislators go back and pass takeout cocktails there you again. go takeout contract just to make my friends happy you can have you can make your own your homemade uh, low-class margaritas folks lime gatorade and uh, tequila <laughs> I learned that will that on, not be on a foodie friday it will not be but uh, all right we'll talk with kathy coming up in just a couple of minutes right now time for a better life with dr sanjay gupta presented by uhs a better life with dr sanjay gupta Do you know where you put your COVID-19 vaccination card? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. It's hard to believe these little black and white pieces of paper are how we keep track of who's been vaccinated, on what date, with what shot, but it's the system we've got. And if all you got is a COVID-19 vaccination record card, I'd recommend taking a picture of it if you haven't already, in case you lose it. Experts we talked to said it's a good idea to get your vaccination on file with your primary care doctor so it becomes a part of your permanent medical record. Don't have a primary care doctor? Well, there's never been a better time than now to get one. This is the most important type of doctor for you to establish an ongoing relationship with so they can get to know your health history in case you need anything down the road. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. 
Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. According to the National Institutes of Health, 30% of hospital admissions in older adults are drug-related, like taking meds at the wrong time. Hero Health simplifies medication management. The smart device stores up to 90 days' worth of up to 10 different pills. It dispenses them at the push of a button. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days and get free contactless delivery. Just call 800-420-7550. That's 800-420-7550. 800-420-7550. Hero. Medication managed. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable imaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNB. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WNBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WNBF, 1290. WNBF, This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 51 degrees at 6.30. Maybe some valley fog, especially along the rivers. Otherwise, sunshine today and a high in the low 80s. We're still waiting for some additional information about some breaking news overnight with yet another New York State trooper in our area involved in a shooting. New York State Police investigating the shooting of their one of their own two weeks after a trooper was shot by a man while investigating a suspicious individual in the town of Colesville. In a news release issued last night by the State Police concerning this latest incident, authorities had been responding to a domestic incident on Sunrise Terrace in the village of Deposit around 9 p.m. yesterday when the officer was shot. The trooper was taken by ambulance to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. The news release did not disclose the trooper's condition. Now, some unofficial sources that we have that we talked to have gotten indication the trooper's injuries were not life-threatening. Once again, though, not official word. Officers in the Kirkwood barracks would not comment. The suspect is in custody. Officials say there is no threat to the public. 
Now, this comes two weeks after the previous shooter shooting incident involving a trooper. On June 9th, authorities responded to an incident on East Windsor Road and confronted a man before he reportedly fired at them, wounding trooper Becky Sager. Another trooper suffered a shrapnel wound. 34-year-old Jason Johnson was apprehended about 20 hours later following a massive manhunt when a tip led to him being found along the banks of the Susquehanna River. Johnson's been charged with two counts of felony attempted murder. He was arraigned on June 11th, and authorities at that time said more charges were pending. Trooper Sager is recovering, but once again, we are still waiting for an update and any additional word about this latest incident in deposit with another trooper being shot and wounded. According to a tweet early today from Miami-Dade Fire Rescue, a partial building collapse in Miami has caused massive response from that department. That tweet said, quote, over 80 MDFR units, including technical rescue teams, were on the scene with assistance from municipal fire departments. The department has not said what may have caused the collapse near 88th Street and Collins Avenue. No immediate reports on the extent of any casualties in connection with that incident. There had been some balcony rescues being reported earlier on. WMBF First News Time, it's 6.32. New York will lift more COVID-19 restrictions and is letting the state of emergency expire. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New Yorkers still have to wear masks on public transit in hospitals, nursing homes, correctional facilities, and homeless shelters as per CDC recommendations as the order expires today. But the change means public meetings, for example, no longer have to happen virtually. It's the governor's latest announcement about lifting COVID-19 restrictions at a time when the rates of new positives are dipping to record lows and more New Yorkers are getting vaccinated against COVID-19. It follows months of pushback from Republicans and business groups that have called for Cuomo's executive powers to be reined in. Essential workers in New York who have been struggling to find child care during the pandemic and as society emerges from the restrictions can get some help in paying for the service. New York State has launched a $25 million child care scholarship program providing grants for workers like first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, transportation workers, pharmaceutical staff, food delivery people, and grocery store workers. Any essential staff whose family income is $79,500 or less for a family of four could have child care costs covered up to the market rate for the region where the family is living for children ages 6 weeks to 12 years. Essential workers can use the money to pay for their existing child care arrangement or for a new provider. Any of those qualifying families who need child care can contact their local child care resource and reference agency for references. Grab a pole for free fishing weekend in New York, and if you visit Broome County Parks, even the boat is free. Broome County Executive Jason Garner says the county is on board with the program to reel prospective anglers into sport fishing. Saturday and Sunday, visitors to Nathaniel Cole, Dorchester, and Greenwood Parks with their own fishing poles will be able to get a free hour-long boat rental. Rowboats, canoes, and paddle boats will be available. New York State sets aside four weekends for free fishing where budding anglers do not have to spring for a fishing license in order to try their hand at the sport. 
All other freshwater fishing regulations, including size and limits on the catch, still apply. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Letty wrists it in around the wall on the Tampa end, far side to near. Lightning reverse it near side to far, but give it away. Bailey couldn't hold his own. Turnover in tight. Amidst his girlish screams, Anthony Bevelier scoring a, a minute eight into overtime. And the Islanders rally to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 to two to force a deciding Game 7 in their Stanley Cup semifinals. Game 7 will be tomorrow night in Tampa, Florida. Winner will go to the finals in the NBA last night. What a shocker, the Atlanta Hawks taking Game 1 in Milwaukee against Giannis Antetokounmpo. The first time they've lost at home during the playoffs with a 116-113 win. Trey Young at 48 points. Man, maybe we need to rethink that to rookie of the year. Not rookie of the year, but MVP this year because he certainly is the MVP for Atlanta. That's for sure. We'll see what happens. Game two in Milwaukee tomorrow night. The Bucks are going to be ready for this one. Uh, tonight, Phoenix at the Clippers. Phoenix up two games to nothing in the Western Conference Finals. And how about those New York Yankees? And the pitch swung on and drilled to left. It is high. It is far. It is off the wall. Wade comes home. Wade scores. It's a walk-off line drive on the left field wall. Base hit by Luke Voigt. It scores Tyler Wade. And in a great, great game, the Yankees win it 6-0. To five with two in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees win, and uh, you know what else? The New York Mets win too. Seven to three. Francisco Lindor homered and drove in three runs, and the Mets coming back seven to three over the Braves. Washington, Milwaukee, San Diego winners in the NL. Aside from the Yankees, also winners Houston, Tampa Bay, and Texas in the AL and interleague action. The White Sox, Detroit, Colorado, San Francisco, and Toronto. Binghamton Rumble Ponies fall to the Reading Fighting Phils 8-6 on the road last night. That's Game 2 of their six-game road series with the Fighting Phils. Game 3 in Reading tonight. Oh, uh, what else is going on? Hmm. NFL players must decide by July 2nd if they plan to opt out of the opt out playing this season due to COVID-19 concerns. Although voluntary opt-outs will not be paid any stipend this year. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I doubt very much that people are going to want to opt out this year in the NFL for COVID. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time 642. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog this morning, but nothing to report on the roads. We're looking good. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Sunshine today, highs in the low 80s. Mostly clear tonight, low in the low to mid 50s. Mostly sunny on Friday, low 80s. Mostly cloudy Saturday, chance of showers or thunderstorms, low 80s. And partly sunny on Sunday, there is a chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, upper 80s for the high on Sunday. And then partly sunny on Monday, high near 90. Yeah, you know there'll be a chance of some thunder boomers in there. But uh, a warm day. The dog days of summer are here, just in time for summer. We're at 52 degrees right now. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Good morning to you at 640. 
Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, good morning to you. Welcome to the show once again, and uh, hope you're having a great morning. Kathy White along with me on the other side of the glass over there, and we're still uh, searching for news and for information on. uh, the shooting this morning of the state trooper? Yeah, it was last night about 9 o'clock or, or so is when we got the uh, information from New York State Police that about 9 o'clock in the Sunrise Terrace area of deposit, there had been a call out for troopers to respond to a reported domestic incident. And during the course of that investigation, one of the troopers uh, was shot I'm waiting to hear from the public information officer for Troop C. That's our local troop based in Sydney, but we, of course, have the barracks in Kirkwood and Enwell. Um, Aga Dubenska to talk to us a little bit about what is going on. Uh, what we do know from the initial news release that was put out overnight was the uh, suspect is in custody. There's no um, danger to the public. There apparently was no danger to the public. The trooper was taken by ambulance to Wilson Hospital. No official word on the condition. I was hoping to hear from um, Trooper Dubenska about what maybe there could be an update on that trooper's condition and what is going on with that. She did indicate to me with some quick, you know, correspondence this morning that there was an update being anticipated in a couple hours that's going to be a general news release but we're hoping to hear from her sometime before that and when we do get in contact with her uh, or some other member of in official capacity with the state police we will go on the air with it for you yeah and we thank you for that kathy for checking in on that and uh, apparently it's because we don't really know but it said non-life threatening injuries that, now i got that from non-trooper sources right so we i have know. other people mm-hmm. that i talk to and that i trust and hopefully the their information came from reliable sources too you know the, you have the different sources that are the really really you know and, right. and then down and so i just want to make sure that that it be known that it's not coming from the state police i tried to get um maybe confirmation from one of the troopers that was working on the overnight shift over in kirkwood and he had absolutely no comment whatsoever on anything to go along with this investigation obviously early in the situation up there we don't want to jeopardize any part of the investigation we don't want to jeopardize any case a legal case against right. whoever may be involved in this so you know we're watching our p's and q's as well but we do want to get you complete information the important part one of the important parts is the public is safe suspect in custody we really want to know what's going on with the trooper yeah we certainly hope he's going to be all right and we'll we'll have more information as soon as we can get that for you working on that uh wnbf news of course it's just just so shocking that it happened um, exactly two weeks after the situation out in colesville the first one with uh, trooper becky sager being injured yeah you you know you 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 hate to to see that it's it at any time at all but especially you know our law enforcement officers are out there uh putting their lives on the line for us laying it down every day yeah yep and then then this stuff happens so uh, we we wish him well, and we'll find out more, and we'll keep you updated on that as soon as we can. Right now, it is time for our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. If you're one of the millions who use payment apps such as Venmo, PayPal, or Zelle, and you've encountered poor customer service, scams, or other problems, you're not alone. Kim Commando with news about just how bad it is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. The nonprofit U.S. Public Interest Research Group investigated 
more than 9,000 complaints made to federal regulators about digital wallets and payment apps. The biggest include PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and Zelle. If you fall victim to a scammer who is using a payment app, you're out of luck. There are no rules or laws to protect you and get your money back once the money goes out of your account and into somebody else's account. All the app companies told CBS News, as it investigated the story, that the payment app companies warn everyone to be vigilant and only send money to people who you know. In other words, you're on your own. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. When Simply Safe Home Security's founders, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. They were struggling to find the right security system that was simple to set up and would make them feel safe again. Making people feel safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 years ago. A passion to protect people not only drives every engineering detail in its products, but it motivates every interaction with its customers. Whether that's during a fire, a burglary, a medical emergency, or even just when you're setting up the system, there's always someone there who has your back to keep you safe and to make sure that you feel safe. To learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your home, visit simplysafekim.com where you can customize your system and while you're there, get a free HD security camera. Plus, you also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's Simply Safe Kim. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WMBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WMBF, 1290. WMBF, Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Our road conditions this morning are looking good. There were reports of some patchy fog in certain areas, and if you travel through those fog prone areas, you may hit a little bit of that this morning. Otherwise, though, we're looking good. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast sunny. Highs in the low 80s, mostly clear tonight with a low in the low to mid-50s. Mostly sunny for Friday, high-low 80s. And then for the weekend, mostly cloudy Saturday. There's a chance of showers and thunderstorms, low 80s. And then on Sunday, partly sunny with a chance of maybe an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Highs will be in the upper 80s and could be even near 90 again on Monday and partly sunny. Right now we're at 52 degrees. WNBF First News Binghamton, Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Let's check in with Wall Street again. Rising Tesla shares helped to boost the Nasdaq to a new daily high on Wednesday. The composite stepping up 18.5 points to land at 14,271. The S&P 500 snapped a two-day winning streak, falling a tenth of a percent. The Dow Jones lost 71 points to close at 33,874. Soaring prices for new homes have pushed sales to their lowest point in a year. The Commerce Department says purchases in May fell nearly 6% month to month. New home prices are up over 18% from one year ago. The eccentric founder of the McAfee antivirus software company has apparently taken his own life in his jail cell in Barcelona. The Spanish National Court had just approved John McAfee's extradition to the U.S. to face tax evasion charges. He was 75 years old. The Biden administration has banned imports of a material crucial to solar panel production from China's Hoshin Silicon Industry. The company is facing allegations of forced labor. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 
Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 6.56. The state that launched the movement to offer millions of dollars in incentives to boost vaccination rates is ending its program, still unable to crack the 50% vaccination threshold. Wednesday's winner of the program launched by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine last month will include an adult who will take home $1 million and a child who will receive a full college scholarship. The Ohio Lottery was scheduled to name the winners at the end of the lottery's Cash Explosion TV show. About 5.5 million people in Ohio have received at least one shot of the vaccine, or about 47% of the population. And a new book aims to make the complex history of the civil rights movement easier to understand and to pass its legacy on to younger generations. The official United States Civil Rights Trail includes a timeline of events from 1954 through 1969 and features 14 cities where people can visit sites that help bring that history to life. The U.S. Civil Rights Trail, which debuted in 2018, includes more than 120 sites, churches, schools, courthouses, museums across 15 states, mostly in the South. There are the places where those are the places where the activists fought to advance social justice and racial equality in the 1950s and 1960s. WNBF First News Time coming up on 658 on this date, 1967. The group Procol Harum uh, introduced us to a whiter shade of pale. So we're going to take that right up to the uh, ABC News break. 1967, June 24th. Local hair, whiter shade of pale. ABC News coming up, local headlines and sports on the way for you. Another hour of WNBF First News Binghamton. 52 degrees on our way to temperatures today in the low 80s with lots of sunshine. For news and information, this is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 54 degrees at 704. Forecast for today, we got some patchy fog this morning, then some sunshine high in the low 80s. A lot of 
breaking stories this morning that are going on both in our area and outside of our area. We are just getting word outside of Miami now at Surfside in Florida about that partial building, apartment building collapse. We're now getting word from ABC News of one fatality, at least one person dead in that apartment building collapse overnight in Florida in the Miami area. Meanwhile, in our area, a suspect is in custody, and New York State Police say there is no threat to the public after a trooper was shot while responding to a domestic dispute last night in deposit. The trooper was wounded while investigating the complaint shortly after 9 p.m. at Sunrise Terrace in the village. An overnight news release did not indicate the nature of the injuries or the condition of the trooper who was taken to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center. The authorities are indicating they expect another update in a full update in a couple hours. We're hoping to hear from the public information officer for Troop C and within the next hour for maybe a little more information about it. This shooting in deposit comes two weeks after Trooper Becky Sager was shot and wounded, allegedly by 34-year-old Jason Johnson, while responding to a report of a suspicious person in Colesville. Johnson is charged with two counts of attempted murder. That incident happened as state police and the Broome County Sheriff's deputies were called to West Windsor Road and Thornhill Road. June 9th, Johnson was confronted by the authorities and he allegedly fired at them with a shotgun with a round striking Trooper Sager in the hip area. Another officer suffered a shrapnel injury in that incident. Johnson was found following a 20-hour manhunt. Now, once again, on this latest incident, last night's shooting of a trooper in deposit will have of that update as soon as it becomes available. New York State of Emergency over is over and with it, take out cocktails. Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday announced the state of emergency that had been declared in March of last year is not being renewed, but residents will still have to follow federal guidelines. That includes wearing masks in public transportation situations in hospitals, nursing homes, and correctional facilities, but other things like Holding public meetings in person can get back to normal instead of virtually. Still, restaurants and bars had hoped the takeout liquor would continue. With a lack of legislative action extending that provision, takeout cocktails, though, will end at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow. The New York State Liquor Authority sent out a hasty message to restaurants and bars yesterday informing them while it had been anticipated the takeout provision could end July 5th without legislative action, the expiration of the emergency declaration was being interpreted to mean the takeout cocktail program would end as well. The provision that allowed mixed drinks, beer, and wine to be taken out along with takeout meals was seen as a lifesaver for many restaurants that could not allow indoor dining. Patrons also were positive about the program's convenience. According to some restaurant owner advocate groups, the takeout cocktails made up as much as half of their members' pandemic business. Restaurants are still finding challenges in not only attracting patrons who may still be leery about gatherings, but also in finding staff to come back to the job, and that has forced some businesses to continue to limit their hours of operation in spite of pandemic restrictions being lifted. WMBF News Time 708. Republicans in the Pennsylvania House are advancing legislation to ban the use of so-called COVID-19 vaccine passports by colleges, universities, or government entities and to put new restrictions on the health secretary's powers during a health emergency. Representatives voted on party lines yesterday to approve the measure that supporters described as a way to protect private health information, but opponents say it needlessly endangers public health. The bill would 
would prevent the state health secretary from ordering closures and from requiring people who have not been exposed to a contagion to physically distance, wear a mask, conduct specific hygienic practice such as hand washing, quarantine, or restrict travel. Governor Wolf says he's going to veto it. U.S. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney says Broome County is getting funding for more electric and other clean energy public transit vehicles. The Republican says $3.2 million is coming through the low and no emission vehicle grant program. Tenney says the funding allows local transit authorities to buy or lease low to or, or no emission buses and other transit vehicles that rely on battery electric and fuel cell power to provide cleaner travel options in communities. Broome County's grant totals $3,225,276. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WMBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Trey dribbling, driving into the lane. Little floater by Trey. Is around the rim and out. Rebound, though, taken by Clint Capella. Up and in. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. 112 to 111. Head coach Bud needs a timeout. 29.8 to go. These Atlanta Hawks folks never, ever count them out. 29.8 to go. Hawks have taken the lead. 112 to 111. And they wound up taking the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals over the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. 116 to 113. First time the Bucks have lost on their home court during this playoff run. They'll try again tomorrow night in Milwaukee. Trey Young, 48 points. He's on fire. Tonight, Phoenix Suns will go to L.A. to take on the Clippers. They're up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals. NHL, last night, Islanders and Tampa Bay on Long Island. Islanders faced elimination. Guess what? They weren't eliminated. Anthony Bevelier scoring with a minute eight into overtime. And the Islanders rally to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2, forcing a deciding Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Semifinals. Game 7 Friday night in Tampa, Florida. Tonight, the Vegas Knights will take on the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal. And right now, the Canadiens are up in that series, three games to two. They could close things out and head to the finals with a win tonight. Wait and see what happens there. Major League Baseball, the New York Mets. A 1-0. 
swing and a drive to right center. Hustling over in Ciarte. will have to play it on a hop. It's a base hit. Guillaume scores from third. McNeil stops at second. And on at first with an RBI single is Francisco Lindor. The Mets extend their lead to 7-3 to as Francisco picks up his third RBI of the night. And with those three runs, Michael Conforto jolted New York's stagnant offense in his delayed return from injury. The Mets beat the Braves 7-3. to Other National League winners, Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego. Over in the American League, the Yankees. Gary Sanchez homering off Greg Holland in the ninth inning. Luke Voigt hit a winning single. The Yankees survive another blown save by Aroldis Chapman to beat the Kansas City Royals 6-5 yesterday. Other American League winners, Houston, Tampa Bay, and Texas. Interleague action, the White Sox, Detroit, Colorado, San Francisco, and Toronto. The Reading Fighting Phils defeating the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night, 8-6 to six down in Reading. That's game two of their six-game road trip there. Game three will be tonight. Then uh, they'll head out for another six-game series down the road before they return home again. NFL players must decide by July 2nd if they plan to opt out of playing this season due to COVID-19 concerns, though voluntary opt-outs will not be paid any stipend this year. And I doubt very many people will opt out either. All right. That is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 714. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Possibly some patchy fog in the area this morning. Otherwise, sunshine today. Highs in the lower 80s. For tonight, mostly clear. Low in the low to mid 50s. Mostly sunny on Friday. Low 80s. And for the weekend, mostly cloudy Saturday. Chance of showers. Maybe some afternoon thunderstorms. Highs in the low 80s. And Sunday, partly sunny with a chance of an afternoon thunderstorm or shower. Upper 80s. And then we're going to see temperatures again near 90 and partly sunny on Monday. The heat wave continues. And we were asking for summer, and it's here. It's 52 degrees right now. This is WNBF First News Binghamton. I'm Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to Thursday. It's 70. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before, and I've been down there on the floor. No one's ever gonna keep me down again. Oh, yes. Before 1972, radio stations all over the United States started playing that anthem from Helen Reddy, released the song, I Am Woman. Uh, Helen passed away last year, and uh, there was a movie that they made about her that uh, was a really interesting movie, talked a little bit about it. And uh, when it came to this song, the record companies were like, nah, you should not release this song. It's not going to be a good one. And she stuck by her guns, and there you go. It was a song that kind of started a revolution or helped 
catapult the revolution of women's liberation too in the early 70s so helen reddy released the song i am woman on this day 1972 welcome to the 175th day of 2021 got 190 left and on this date oh canada the future canadian national anthem was first performed in quebec city also 1947 was regarded as the first modern ufo sighting (whistles) took place as private pilot Kenneth Arnold, an Idaho businessman, reported seeing nine silvery objects flying in a weaving formation near Mount Rainier in Washington. I didn't have any reports of any little green men then. 1973, President Richard Nixon concluded his summit with the visiting leader of the Soviet Union. Then it was Leonid Brezhnev who hailed the talks in an address on American television. Nixon did a lot of things, a lot of firsts. He went to China. You know, he, he broke barriers in the world, and you know, um, despite of uh, you know his persona or whatever he's, he's known for, people call him Tricky Dick and stuff like that. He did some good things. Nixon did some good things as president. 1983, the space shuttle Challenger carrying America's first woman in space, Sally K. Ride, coasted to a safe landing at Edwards Air Force Base in California. Also, the anniversary of uh, the death of Jackie Gleason died. 1987, the age of 71. The final film he did was the one with uh, Tom Hanks in it, and he played a. Uh, it was Tom Tom Hanks' father, and he played. Uh, he was a salesman, Gus something or other. But uh, yeah, interesting guy. And uh, boy, I love the Honeymooners. He was just a riot in that in that uh, series. Actor Michelle Lee at 79 today. Singer Arthur Brown, the crazy world of arthur brown i am the god of hellfire and i bring you yeah he's 79 today actor director george stanford brown 78 guitarist jeff beck who once laughed at jimmy page and robert plant when they put together their group and said you know that's going to go down like a led zeppelin little did he know they took that and ran with it colin blundstone of the zombies 76 today drummer mick fleetwood of fleetwood mac at 74 and uh, let's see, Mindy Kaling from the Mindy Project, 42 today. Some of the famous folks that are celebrating as well. WNBF First News Time, 722. Welcome to our First News Binghamton show. Try to get you up to date with all kinds of things that are going on in our community and beyond. Police officers are being introduced to the de-escalation simulator. ABC's Jim Ryan. A major U.S. police department is using a de-escalation simulator to train officers. In the wake of the murder of George Floyd and the subsequent reckoning on police violence around the country, Oakland PD has rolled out new technology that uses virtual reality to simulate real-world scenarios. It's not just just go out there and just shoot. Officer Mia Cooper is just out of the police academy. She says the technology helped her to reevaluate how police act in potentially dangerous situations. It actually made me open my eyes more because I was somebody that villainized officers. So now it's my duty to also explain that to others that don't understand what law enforcement is about. Oakland Chief Leron Armstrong says the police department has one main objective in mind for the simulator. How can both people leave that interaction safely? How can we both live through this experience and make sure that nobody gets hurt? I think that's our objective. With Tech Trends, I'm Jim Ryan, ABC News. WNBF First News Time 723. We'll get another look at your forecast going into the weekend and an entertainment update for you on the way. 52 degrees. First news thing on time. Dad Motion. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Now, traffic looks good this morning. We're reports of maybe a little bit of patchy fog in certain areas, but other than that, uh, no accidents to report, no major tie ups this morning. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast sunny today, highs in the low 80s, mostly clear tonight. Low in the low to mid-50s, mostly sunny Friday. Highs in the low 80s Saturday, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers, afternoon thunderstorms, high low 80s. Partly sunny on Sunday, chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms with highs in the upper 80s. And uh, even on Monday, partly sunny, temperature is going to be near 90 on Monday. How's that for a heat wave? Right now, 52 degrees. WNBF First News Time, 727. Let's get an entertainment update. Entertainment News. While Britney Spears fans chanted free Britney outside the court, inside the court, Britney Spears told the judge for the first time that she agrees she wants to be free of the conservatorship that's controlled her business and personal life for 13 years. Appearing remotely, Spears said through the conservatorship that she's been abused, manipulated, likened it to sex trafficking, and said her own father, the co-conservator, approved it all and her family did nothing to help her. Spears was clearly upset, angry, as she spoke for 20 minutes uninterrupted. Helen Mirren narrates the cheeky new nature series When Nature Calls, telling me, of course, she loves animals. We had dogs, my husband and I, um, and, and we love dogs, absolutely love dogs. My, I love cats. My husband hates cats, so we're not allowed to cat. I, w- I would love to have a cat. When Nature Calls premieres tonight on ABC. The streaming service Peacock has finally struck a deal to stream on Amazon devices. And actress and producer Mindy Kaling is 42 today. Jason Nathans at ABC News, Hollywood. Thank you, Jason. WNBF First News Time is 729. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be joined by an old friend. I don't want to say the old thing too much because I'm getting up there myself. But uh, Roger Neal will be joining us next hour in the studio. His first appearance here in the WNBF Master Control Room since... uh, Last year, when uh, he announced his retirement and did his final show, so it was about a year. I think his final show was the 19th of June, 2020, and I took over on the 22nd. So it'll be nice to have him in the studio with us uh, to talk a little bit and catch up. And also, uh, he will be part of the WNBF on-air broadcast group uh, for the Dick Sporting Goods Open. Actually, he will be the one doing the reports from Enjoy. So we look forward to having Roger back on the airwaves with us, too. Uh, and we'll talk with him coming up. In the next hour. We're looking forward to it. Uh, a little later on at noon, it's the Dan Bongino Show. Still getting some really nice emails from people talking about uh, how much they're enjoying the show. The new uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Bongino Show debuted Monday, this past Monday, uh, replacing the time slot held for over 30 years by Rush Limbaugh, of course, who passed away in February. So we've been working on the show and working on a replacement for the show. It's a very difficult uh, situation with Rush being gone and his, you know, a lot of tributes to him uh, throughout the last couple of months, but it was time to, to make the change. So the Dan Bongino Show is part of our weekday lineup following Bob Joseph with WNBF Binghamton now from noon to three, right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We do have an issue for a little while longer with some patchy fog, mainly in those river valley areas. 53 degrees right now, fair skies in Binghamton, sunshine today and a high into the lower 80s. 
The sea view side of a beachfront condo tower is a pile of rubble in the Miami area in Surfside, drawing a massive response of emergency services resources. Scores of fire and rescue vehicles, ambulances and police converged on the scene overnight. Miami-Dade Fire Rescue conducting search and rescue operations said in a tweet that more than 80 units were on the scene with assistance from municipal fire departments within the past half hour or so, getting word from ABC News of at least one person dead in that collapse of that apartment building near 88th Street and Collins Avenue in Surfside, Florida. A bipartisan deal on infrastructure appears inside a big meeting today at the White House. The White House and a bipartisan group of senators are getting close to reaching an agreement on the framework for an infrastructure package. They're zeroing in on a $1.2 trillion bill, but details have not yet been released. Still a big question, how to pay for it. President Biden has invited lawmakers to the White House today, a potentially critical meeting. Lawmakers are aiming to have the details of this agreement wrapped up by the end of this week before they go on a two-week recess. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. WMBF First News Time, 732. New York State Police are investigating the shooting of another one of their own two weeks after a trooper was shot by a man while investigating a suspicious individual in Colesville. In a news release issued by the state police concerning this latest incident, authorities were responding to a domestic incident on Sunrise Terrace in the village of Deposit shortly after 9 p.m. yesterday when the officer was shot. The trooper was taken by ambulance to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. The news release did not disclose the trooper's condition. Unofficial sources had indicated the trooper's injuries were non-life-threatening, but officers in the Kirkwood barracks could not comment, and we have got no official word about the trooper's condition. A suspect is in custody. Officials say there is no threat to the public. Now, back on June 9th, authorities responded to an incident on East Windsor Road and confronted a man before he reportedly fired at them, wounding Trooper Becky Sager. Another trooper suffered a shrapnel wound. 34-year-old Jason Johnson was apprehended about 20 hours later following a massive manhunt when a tip led to him being found along the banks of the river in Colesville. Johnson's been charged with two counts of felony attempted murder. He was arraigned on June 11th, and authorities at that time said more charges were pending. Trooper Sager is said to be recovering at home. Once again, we're waiting for an update now from the New York State Police about this latest incident in which a trooper was shot last night in deposit. New York will be lifting more COVID-19 restrictions, and the state of emergency has run out of steam. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New Yorkers still have to adhere to federal guidelines. They'll have to wear masks on public transit and in hospitals, nursing homes, correctional facilities, and homeless shelters. But the emergency state of declara- the declaration of a state of emergency expires today. The change means public meetings, for example, no longer have to occur virtually. This is the governor's latest announcement about lifting COVID-19 restrictions at a time when the rates of new positives for COVID-19 are dipping and to record lows and more New Yorkers are getting vaccinated. It also follows months of pushback from Republicans and business groups who have called for Cuomo's executive power to be reined in. 
Essential workers in New York who have been struggling to find child care during the pandemic and as society emerges, emerges from restrictions can get some help paying for those services. New York State has launched a $25 million child care scholarship program to provide grants for those workers like first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, transportation workers, pharmaceutical staff, food delivery people, and grocery store workers. People who park in an old city-owned downtown Binghamton garage soon will be able to pay with credit card if they want to. A new payment system is being installed at the State Street parking ramp along with a new gate system. That parking garage opened back in 1970. The new system replaced ones that would only accept cash. The lack of a credit card option frequently frustrated Binghamton University students and other downtown visitors. A big sign is advising the monthly parkers to get new entrance gate cards at the new parking garage at Washington and Holly Streets today or else they might find themselves locked out. It's 735, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Holland ready to deal 1-2 to Sanchez. Nine to rough field, it is high, it is far, and gone! A line drive bullet in the left field seats. Ah, the crack and cracks one. He hits a line drive in the left field seats with one out in the ninth to tie the game. Oh, that Gary is scary. Hey, homers, and we're all tied at five. And then Luke Boyd hit a winning single, and the Yankees survive another blown save by Aroldis Chapman. They beat the Kansas City Royals last night 6-5. to five. Other winners in the American League, Houston, Tampa Bay, and Texas. Over in the National League, Francisco Lindor homer drove in three runs. Michael Conforto jolted New York's stagnant offense in his delayed return from injury. Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 7-3. National League winners also include Washington, Milwaukee, and San Diego. Reading Fighting Phils defeated the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 8-6 last night on the road in Reading. That's game two of a six-game series with Reading. Game three will be tonight in Reading. NHL Islanders in Tampa Bay. Letty wrists it in around the wall in the Tampa end. Far side to near. Lightning reverse it near side to far, but give it away. Bailey couldn't hold his own. Turnover in tight. Anthony Bevier scoring a minute eight into overtime, and the Islanders rally to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 to two to force a deciding Game 7 in the Stanley Cup semifinal series. Game 7 Friday night in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be an exciting one. Coming up tonight, Vegas at Montreal. Canadians could close out the semifinals with a win. Also an NBA playoff action. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks stunned the Milwaukee Bucks with a win on the Bucks' home court. First time the Bucks have lost at home during this playoff run this year. And uh, it took 48 points from Trey Young. Clint Capella converted a go-ahead putback with 29.8 seconds left. How about those Atlanta Hawks? Very underestimated. Now that the, you know, I look back at it, they beat the Knicks, I don't feel so bad because they're a lot better team than they appeared to be through the regular season. Game 2 Friday night in Milwaukee. The Bucks hadn't lost in the postseason, I mentioned, until Wednesday on their home court. So they're going to be looking for revenge for sure. And tonight, the Phoenix Suns in L.A. to take on the Clippers. Suns up 2-0 in that series. And Clippers without Chris Paul. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that situation, uh, let's see. That is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 740. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Road conditions look good this morning. There is some patchy fog reported in certain areas. Other than that, though, we've got sunshine for today. Highs in the low 80s. For tonight, mostly clear. Lows in the low to mid 50s. Mostly sunny Friday. High low 80s. Mostly cloudy Saturday. Chance of showers. Low 80s. And then Sunday, partly sunny with a chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Highs will be in the upper 80s. And right now, we're at 52 degrees. So I get a, an updated temperature here just to make sure we're, we're honest. That's where 53 degrees. So 53 degrees right now. In the greater Binghamton area, as we bring in a Thursday with you, it's 741, and it's our pleasure to have you along. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White, keeping you up to date with what's going on. Of course, you can check WNBF.com for the latest information, uh, the latest stories that are breaking here in our community and beyond. And uh, we'll have another update with Kathy coming up a little bit after 8. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosier. It's the time of the season When love runs high In this time, give it to me easy And let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the sun to promise Singer Colin Blundstone's 76th birthday from the Zombies right there. Rod Argent and company. And what a great group the Zombies were. I mentioned this a uh, couple of days ago. I can't remember when it was. It was because uh, Rod Argent had done something that day. Uh, and how the Zombies were, really were pretty much over before uh, any of that stuff even started. Before they started getting their charted songs on the radio, they were pretty much over with. And what a tragedy because they had such great songs, man. I loved She's Not There and... Uh, uh, tell her no. Of course, time of the season, a big one too, and they had some other ones as well. And Rod Argent, man, what a keyboard player too. So anyway, Colin Blundstone, the lead singer of the Zombies, celebrating his birthday today. Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac is seventy-four, and I can't get this microphone to work right. You know, it flops all the time, and I've, I got to use a dime to tighten it up, and the dime isn't working. <laughs> So it just flops down, and you, you gotta try to. You have to see it, folks. You know, you have to see it. Hey, we're we're, we're consummate professionals here. We've gotta gotta do things the right way. Yeah, that's not gonna work. I have to wait till Dave comes in, and I'll get one of his screwdrivers. Kathy's got a screwdriver over in the newsroom. Uh, not the kind with vodka and orange juice, but the kind that you use to just tighten up your. Uh, your microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing time here. Roger Neal will be joining us next hour, coming in to the WNBF studios. His first appearance since... Uh, Kathy, where's your screwdriver? This, this thing is flopping down again. I can't get this... I don't know what this. Bob was asking me the other day. He goes, this microphone's... Look at it. <laughs> it's flopping. All of a sudden, it just decides it wants to flop down, you know? And you're trying to hold it up. In the meantime... I've got customers waiting. Yeah, this dime won't fit in the little slot hole. I got one in there earlier. I don't know how that happened. Hey, coming up at noon today, the Dan Bongino Show. It debuted on Monday. 
Dan Bongino's podcasts were huge. He had 117 million audio downloads last year. And uh, in the weeks following the election in November, it ranked number one and number two among all podcasts on Apple. And, of course, now we've got the three-hour show. Many people had called to say, hey, uh, we were listening to him online, but now that you have him on WNBF, we're going to listen to you every day. From noon to three. Here comes the screwdriver. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy's saving the day here. Okay. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Now it's nice and tight. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get this. There we go. Okay, now. Good. Bob will appreciate that, too, when he comes in today. You know, we like our we like to have the microphone pointing towards our mealy mouths. It's, when it droops down like that, it just doesn't. This doesn't seem to work that well. So here's something interesting, too. We did a, a story the other day, uh, the other day, last week, I think two weeks ago, pardon me, two weeks ago when I filled in for Bob, we were talking about Norman's supermarket. And I uh, did an article on Norman's, and we had a lot of people call in and talk about the supermarket. They knew Norman and worked with him. Got a call yesterday, a voicemail from his grandson, who gave me the number of his mother, who was Norman's daughter, who uh, lives out in uh, New Mexico. I had a nice conversation with her, Nancy, uh, yesterday about Norman and about uh, some of the different things that uh, he did during the time he was here, you know, helping people out and what kind of a man he was. And, you know, we try to paint the, the positive things about people in life. We all have shortcomings. But I, 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 she said she had read the article and really appreciated the article and the fact that I didn't point out certain negative things and I said, well, you know, we, we try to do slice-of-life stuff, and there were a lot of positive things that happened at that time. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of good things for people in the community as well. So uh, I would tend to, I think, highlight that kind of stuff and make it more like slice-of-life. But anyway, I had a nice conversation with her and said maybe the next time I do Bob's show, uh, she'll call in and we can talk to her a little bit about about Norman's, about Norman and uh, some of the... Uh, life back in the 1970s on the east side of Binghamton. WNBF First News Time is 7.51. we got fun facts coming. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. Hey, and don't forget the weekend lineup coming up, too. We have Bill Flynn with Classic Hits on Saturday morning from 8 to 2. Followed by Ron Anani and the Car Doctor, two to four, and Don Giovanni with the Frank Sinatra Show. Sinatra music and conversation six to nine Saturday nights. Of course, we kick off Saturday mornings with Southern Tier Close Up, our public affairs program hosted by Kathy White at six oh three a.m. too. So your Saturday lineup, uh, and into Sunday morning with Bill Flynn and the world-famous polka show from 7 to noon, followed by Don Giovanni with the Italian Oldies House Party, noon to 3. And then we have uh, the At Home Show with Gary Sullivan from 4 to 7, Kim Commando afterwards, and uh, our part of our weekend lineup. And, of course, we kick things off again Monday morning right here, uh, following Red Eye Radio and First Light with WNBF's First News Binghamton, along with Kathy White. So the state that launched the movement to offer millions of dollars in incentives to boost vaccination rates is ending its program, still unable to crack the 50% vaccination threshold, even uh, giving people a chance to win a million dollars. And a child who will receive a full college scholarship, the Ohio Lottery, was scheduled to name the winner 
At the end of the Lottery's Cash Explosion TV show, about 5.5 million people in Ohio have received at least one shot of the vaccine, or about 47% of the population. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. And... Just remember, I know everything. Yes, you do. Let's see how much you know about this. Fun facts. Fun fact number one. Horses curl their upper lip and raise their head to get a better smell of something. Huh? Horses curl their upper lip and raise their head to get a better smell of something. That's the truth. First, did you ever see Mr. Ed? Come on. The behavior is called a Fleming respond and is used to transfer inhaled scent molecules into the VNO, the vomeronasal organ, specialized chemosensory, chemosensory structure found in many animals. Anyway, that's what they do. They curl their upper lip, raise their head to get a better smell of something. Fun fact number two, Japan never occupied any U.S. soil during World War II. Japan never occupied any U.S. soil during World War II. That's baloney. Yeah, Japan occupied two remote Aleutian Islands during World War II. Between June 1942 and August 1943, the United States battled Japan to retake those islands. Napoleon Bonaparte wrote a romance novel. Napoleon Bonaparte wrote a romance novel. That's the truth. I bet you it never met, never made Oprah's list, though. It's called Clisson, I can't pronounce this, Eugenio. It was a fictional account of the doomed romance of a soldier and his lover, and is based on Bonaparte's relationship with Eugenie Desiree Clary. Who cares? Well, it has been a lot of years. Fun fact number four, the King of Diamonds is the only king in a standard card deck that doesn't have a mustache. The King of Diamonds is the only king in the standard deck that doesn't have a mustache. That's baloney. No, the King of Hearts is the only king in a standard card deck that doesn't have a mustache. The rest kind of have that Billy D. Williams look. The King of Hearts is the only king in a standard card deck that does not have a mustache. All right? Just answer my question, wise guy. All right, let's move on to our final fun fact. Spain kept the discovery of chocolate... A national secret for nearly a century. Spain kept the discovery of chocolate a national secret for nearly a century. What do you think? That's the truth. Yeah, it seems the Spanish wanted to keep the chocolate discovery from the rest of Europe. They hid the secret of the cocoa bean, restricting their processing exclusively to monks hidden away in Spanish monasteries as opposed to elves in a hollow tree. But seriously... They kept the secret. They hoarded the chocolate. You know? You're an idiot! (laughs) All right, coming up in the next hour, it'll be my pleasure to welcome in Roger Neal. We're excited about having Roger back in the studio with us uh, this morning to talk a little bit about what he's been up to. And, uh, of course, he'll be reporting from Enjoy. Not this weekend, but next weekend with the Dick Sporting Goods Open. Hopefully some other special guests will be dropping by, but we'll see. But anyway, it'll be nice to have them here with us. Hope you're having a good day. Weather-wise, today we've got lots of sunshine. It's going to be a nice day. You want to get out there and do some things. You've been thinking about going for a walk. You're thinking about doing some things outside the house. This will be the day to do it. However, do it in moderation because it's going to be sunny, but low 80s for our high today. 
For tonight, mostly clear, lows in the low to mid-50s, and then mostly sunny on Friday, highs in the low 80s. For the weekend, it's going to be warm, mostly cloudy Saturday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, low 80s, and then partly sunny on Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, upper 80s. And as we roll back into the work week next week, partly sunny on Monday, afternoon showers, possibly a thunderstorm, a high near 90. So it's getting there. Those dog days of summer are are here, folks. And with it, some hot temperatures. So uh, think cool thoughts. Maybe drink some Country Time lemonade or something to refresh you, cool you off a little bit. We'll check in with Kathy White with the latest local headlines in just a moment. Right now, ABC World Headlines, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Good morning. It's 8 a.m. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 8.04. Sunshine today and a high in the low 80s. A suspect is in custody, and New York State Police say there is no threat to the public after a trooper was shot while responding to a domestic dispute last night in deposit. The trooper was wounded while investigating the complaint shortly after 9 p.m. as Sunrise Terrace in the village. An overnight news release did not indicate the nature of the injuries or the condition of the trooper who was taken to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center. Authorities promise to release more information as it becomes available as the investigation is still in the early stages. That may come in about an hour or so. The shooting comes two weeks after Trooper Becky Sager was shot and wounded, allegedly by 34-year-old Jason Johnson while responding to a report of a suspicious person in the town of Colesville. Johnson is charged with two counts of attempted murder. That incident happened as New York State Police and Broome County Sheriff's deputies were called to West Windsor Road and Thornhill Road on June 9th when Johnson was confronted by authorities. He allegedly fired at them with a shotgun with a round striking Trooper Sager in the hip area. Another officer suffered a shrapnel injury. Johnson was located following a 20-hour manhunt and Trooper Sager was released from Wilson Hospital June 10th to recover at home. Now once again, WMBF, we will have the latest on last night's shooting incident involving a trooper being wounded in deposit as that information becomes available to us. New York State's state of emergency is over, and with it, take out cocktails. Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday announced the state of emergency that had been declared in March of last year due to the pandemic is not being renewed, but residents will have to follow several federal guidelines requiring masks, for example, on public transit in hospitals, nursing homes, and correctional facilities, but also other things like Getting back to holding public meetings in person will get back to normal. Still, restaurants and bars had hoped the takeout liquor would continue. But with a lack of legislative action to extend that provision, takeaway cocktail hour ends at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow. New York State Liquor Authority sent out a hasty message to restaurants and bars yesterday informing them that while it had been anticipated the takeout provision could end July 5th without legislative action, the expiration of the emergency declaration was being interpreted to mean the takeout cocktail program would expire as well. The provision that allowed mixed drinks, beer, and wine to be taken out along with takeout meals was seen as a lifesaver for many restaurants that could not allow indoor dining. Patrons also were positive about the program's convenience. According to some restaurant owner advocate groups, the takeaway cocktails made up as much as half of their members' pandemic business. 
Restaurants are still finding challenges in not only attracting patrons who may still be leery about gatherings, but also in finding staff to come back to the job. That's for some businesses to continue to limit their hours of operation in spite of pandemic restrictions being lifted. WMBF First News Time 807. A local startup company that recycles glass in a process to make a stronger form of concrete is the winner of the 2021 Binghamton Business Plan Competition. City officials say Claw Industries came out on top in the contest that awards $5,000 and prizes to support entrepreneurship within Binghamton. The Binghamton Local Development Corporation and SUNY Broom's Entrepreneurial Assistance Program have selected the business started by Shenango Forks High School graduates Jack Lambergalia, Tanner Wallace, and Jacob Compton, all three 2021 college graduates with degrees in mechanical engineering, to receive the boost for their company. The prize includes a $5,000 award and additional support donated by Binghamton businesses and organizations, including legal counsel, accounting services, website services, branding support, and a three-month co-working membership at the Kaufman Southern Tier Incubator. Claw Industries' Jacob Compton says that the winnings will be used to scale their process at their new location on Griswold Street in the city of Binghamton. A developer who a few weeks ago said he was really excited about a project involving the old Masonic Temple building on the west side of Binghamton is now trying to sell the property. Isaac Anzarud acquired the six-story structure near Binghamton High School for about $67,000 three years ago. His asking price now for the site and a neighboring parking lot is $1,999,000, according to an online listing. In early May, workers descended on the property to remove debris from the 99 year old building. Anzarud had proposed 38 apartment units with a total of 56 bedrooms for the six-story structure. After work started at the site last month, Anzarud said the roof would be repaired before construction started inside. The developer had said July 2022 was his goal for occupancy. In a more recent conversation, Anzarud told WMBF that the work at the building was proceeding but did not mention he was trying to find a buyer. Anzarud in 2017 acquired another high-profile building in Binghamton in Broome County, the Endicott Johnson Victory Building in Johnson City, with ambitious plans for a senior housing development before selling the property to another developer last year when those plans fell through. It's 810, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier along with a special guest this morning on the show with us. Joining us, the one and only WNBF's Roger Neal. Hello, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. I, I'm excited to be um, back in the studio. We're excited to have you. Well, does, it, does it seem kind of foreign to you? Like? It does. Well, you know, uh, I mean... We were in self-isolation basically my last several months here right. because of COVID. And, um, you know, and then usually I'm on the other side of the board. We can know, switch I'll, if you no, want no, to. Uh, <laughs> you got under control. I, if you want to make it feel comfortable, I don't mind. My, my fingers are still callous from punching buttons over the years, so there's no problem. <laughs> well, it can't, I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's no. been a year. Yeah, but, I mean, you, yeah. you think about all the years you spent here right. behind the microphone. You know, but uh, you've been off for a year, and it's got to be diff- life has to be so much different for you now. Well, when my wife said uh, just the other day, she said, "I can't believe 
that you retired a year ago. And I can't believe it either because it seems like last week it really does. Yeah. And um, I don't know how to explain it because things have gone very quickly. I've still been involved with Binghamton University. And, you know, I'll be doing some work here coming up with the Dick Sporting Goods Open. So yeah. I'm involved in a lot of different things. Uh, volunteer Thursday afternoons. Matter of fact, today, 3 to 6, I'll be at the Greater Binghamton Sports Hall of Fame. That'll be open in the Oakdale Mall as it is Thursday through Sunday, noon to 6. So looking forward to that. I get a chance to, to talk to a lot of sports fans who pop in and see that. So it's been fun, but it really has gone very quickly. But you had a chance to turn the faucet off a little bit. You know like we're, when, when we're, you know how it is when we're here. Yes. Uh, it, it never ends. No. And when you walk away from this, you're not walking away from no, it. No, and, and And, you know, a lot of people understand, but many don't. I used to have people say, well, you get off the air at 9 o'clock, so... What do you do the rest of the day? Right. Well, the rest of the day was nine o'clock till about seven at night. So you yeah. know, it, it didn't uh, it didn't just end then. There are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people just kind of and, and understandably so, but they take for granted that it just gets done. Well, somebody has to do it, right? And the somebody. Is the brand manager, as in as in your case, yeah. Well, and you never really walk away from it. That's the thing is, what you know, have jobs. And I know I see a lot of people that have jobs. And I always said, I wonder what it'd be like to have a job where I worked until X time every day, and then right. I just walked out, and that right. was done. Yeah, anybody that's been on on call twenty four seven understands. Mm-hmm. You know, if people haven't done that, then it's hard to understand what that's like. But you know, you wherever you go, there's always the potential that. You've got to fix a problem immediately because, again, we're not like uh, a lot of places that close the doors at a certain time. If you're not on the air, you're not operating, A, and B, you're not making money for the company. So it has to be on the air. So right. you know, uh, uh, our position is yours now, and then, of course, our engineer are always on duty. Yeah, it's uh, it's a labor of love, obviously. Yes. Um, it's something that we, you know, we've done for years, and we love to do it. It's it's there's an exciting part of it, but there's a lot that goes along sure. with it because it's something. As we've said, you can't really walk away from it. There's you go off the air, or somebody calls in sick, or you know, it's a programming issue that you have to take care of. So. And it's, it's not that it happens every day, but it's the right. potential of happening every day. That's right. that's what we're about. But. Um, you know, the on-air part was absolutely wonderful. I miss talking to our regular listeners and, of course, our um, associates who are with us, like Karen Sweet O'Neill yes. and Joe Stanley and the doctors with Dr. Young and his office and crew. But people like that um, and, and the Miller Auto team who were sponsors of ours for decades. I mean, just things like that were were so much fun, so, so enjoyable. And, of course, the cider mill every fall. So, you know, we had associations with with those businesses and people, and uh, I consider them lifelong friends. Yeah, well, you've you've made, a, a obviously, a, a stamp in the community here with all the things you've done for all these years. So what's life like now for you after broadcasting? I mean, well, uh, one of the goals that, um, that I had, and I talked with Barb Meany, our boss, about that when I you know, had talked about stepping away full-time. And, mm-hmm. and that was that um, I, I just wanted to pay more attention to my health. I'm, I'm lucky, fortunate, knock on wood, that you know, things are pretty good. But um, I, I had gotten away from you know, walking, gym time, things like sure. that, just because the, the duties of the job were, were so, um, so encompassing. So I had a goal to do that, and I've been walking a lot. And um, for anybody that has Fitbit, 
you know, you get these little badges like I think I've walked the length of Italy <laughs> and New Zealand, you know, over the course right. of a year. So I put a lot of miles in on that. I just got back into the gym recently um, once everything began to open up again. So it really has gone quickly. Um, I, c- I could spend much of the day just doing that, and my wife will verify that. Yeah. <laughs> get that grass cut, you know. So there are lots of things to do. I, I really think, and it's only my thought, but if you have your health, um, you have everything. You do. And, you know, and, and I know my mom, as she got older, and her eyesight was very poor. She had 24 hours a day to watch TV and read, but she couldn't do it, you know. Right. And and I felt so badly because you work and work over the course of years to um, to have that opportunity to relax and do what you want. And then physically things happen that don't permit that. So um, if, if you can keep your health, to me, that's that's the gateway to everything. And then at that point, then it's up to you to find things that either keep you involved or you know keep you healthy or both. Yeah. My guest, by the way, needs really no introduction. Everybody knows who he is. WNBS Roger Neal. We're going to talk more with Roger in a minute. He's in the studio with us this whole hour. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to be putting him to work, too. So stick around. More with Roger Neal. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. In the studio with our own Roger Neal this morning, we've been talking about life uh, after broadcasting. Well, you're not you're not out of broadcasting. You're going to be working with us again, but something you did for so many years. And you also not only were you, of course, on WNBF airwaves here, but you also traveled with professional teams and did uh, broadcasting on the road. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, and we, you know, and of course that ended with uh, the pandemic this past year with thing of the university. Hopefully, it comes back this fall again. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot of road time, um, and, and most of it was by bus. You know, yeah. so I mean, I've, I've got a few miles on me. I, the, the body is a, a lot older than, <laughs> than chronologically it shows, but uh, it was a lot of fun doing it. I I was uh, very happy. You, you'll laugh at, at well, you you understand. Um, a few years back. We were traveling with Binghamton University, and um, we played a, a – there was a doubleheader at Boston University. Right. And there was a big snowstorm coming up the East Coast. And so whatever the reason, there was a – the the, um, the women's game was televised. And they so they, they got – usually if there's a doubleheader, women will play first, then the men. Um, in this case, they did do that. Uh, and the women's game was televised starting at like 7, so the men didn't start till 9.30 or so. So usually we'd be finishing up at that point. There's a big storm coming up the East Coast. It's just starting to hit Boston. We're leaving um, the, the, uh, the center, again a center, uh, and it's starting to snow already. And all the reports are that, you know, travelers warning, not just an advisory, but a warning. Right. So we're trying to get back and just ahead of it, and our driver was excellent. But you could hear on the uh, on the CB and, and and the radio, you know, we would pass an exit like exit 29, and they'd say, uh, "Now exit 29 is closed. You can't get on." Attention truckers and stuff. So we kept going. So we finally get out, uh, almost maybe half hour from Albany. It's four in the morning. And I'd already, thank goodness, knowing that we had a late game and made arrangements for someone to cover. I think Tom Bashano was going to cover the morning show. Right. So that was that was one worry because usually we had to get back and, and be on the air at, at five thirty. Right. 
So here I am, not even to Albany. It's almost 4 o'clock. Out of the, the, the brunt of the storm, and the bus just stops. Boom, stops. So the, the driver, you know, coasts off to the side of the road, makes a couple of adjustments, gets it restarted. It goes about 100 yards, stops again. <laughs> now he tries a second time, goes about 200 yards, stops again. What do you do? Four in the morning, outside of Albany, just got out of a blizzard, and luckily the, the bus company had connections. And when he called back to headquarters, they were able to locate the bus company that handles the University of Albany. UMBC usually would fly to Albany from Baltimore because it's pretty long. It would be like a two and a half hour longer trip than here, which is long enough. Sure. So anyhow, make a, a longer story shorter. Um, they had just taken the UMBC women's basketball team to the airport in Albany to get the first flight out that morning back to Baltimore. So there was a bus available, driver already there, mm-hmm. bus fueled up, boom, boom, boom. So they made arrangements. Anyhow, miraculously, the um, the bus, and this was, um, it wasn't a local bus line at the time it went out to bid. So it would have taken probably three hours just to get a replacement bus back to Binghamton, let right. alone Albany. They get this replacement bus, and I'm sitting there, and the snow is still coming down, but not anywhere nearly as bad as it was. And I thought to myself, you know, and again, this is how much I enjoyed it. I thought to myself, four in the morning, done this for a long time. I text one of my best friends, and I said, you won't believe this. I said, but it's just like it was back 40 years ago. Here I am in the middle of nowhere, coming out of a snowstorm. And I said, you know what? I'm with our team. I don't care. I'm happy. I yeah. really. It didn't. It didn't upset me at all because that's where I wanted to be. That's right. how much I enjoyed doing that. So if that happens, it's all part of it. But that was kind of a funny thing. We went through all that, and the bus just stops. They make the arrangements, and here I am, the oldest guy on the bus, and I'm I'm just chuckling to myself, saying, you know what? If that means being with the team, I'm happy. You know, you could probably write a book on all the different things that you've done on the road. And a lot of people about you, that's one thing that people maybe don't see is in addition to what you did here in the studio every day and what you did for this radio station, how many different sporting events you covered throughout the years. And you started back in the 70s with the, the, the Dusters, correct? Yeah, here. And yeah. I, I worked in Johnstown, Pennsylvania before that. Mm-hmm. So I covered uh, the North American Hockey League, University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown Basketball, and a ton of high school games along the way, too. Plus, I had a big baseball tournament, uh, the Triple ABA tournament and uh, they had a lot of future major league players who would play in that it was an extra year over legion age to be able to um to participate and it was remember willie mays akins who played in the major leagues and um he he had a home run about 425 feet in this tournament you know and that was i mean rare for uh, even though they're excellent players that doesn't happen too often yeah but he went on to play in the major leagues and a number of other ones too so I, i did a lot of different sports and that was a great opportunity for me to break in and do that um you know coming out of college and i'll bet you you had a chance to see a lot of up and coming stars throughout the years that you covered stuff absolutely and and of course in the American Hockey League, working with the Dusters and the Whalers, I mean, it is the second best league, professional league in the, in the world. Yeah. So not only did you see a lot of players who were coming up through and then going to make their mark in the major league or in, in, in the NHL, 
but also, you know, scouts, GMs, um, directors of player personnel, etc., who would be at games watching the prospects. So you would never, I mean, I remember interviewing Bernie Perrant, Yvonne Cornoyer, uh, and a number of others. Um, Mark Messier was at a game watching Amazing. Paul Messier play mm-hmm. one time. And then, of course, when we went with the uh, Whalers to the Calder Cup championship round, unfortunately didn't didn't uh, Hulk of royalty didn't win. is here. There he is. Bill Flynn is hey. here. Hulk is that Skritsko? <laughs> uh, Good, Good to see you. Good to see you. Bill Flynn is here. Bill Flynn, uh, the polka king. Yes. So, um, but, you know, you got a, a chance to, to see a lot of great great people, meet a right. lot of great people along the way. It, it was wonderful. And, and speaking of wonderful, this, Here he is. can I tell a story about Bill Flynn? You can. We i got to tell you. How's my, how's my friend? What, uh, Good to see better you. Better now that Good. you're here. You know, Bill Flynn, when I first came to town, when I first came to town, um, we had an appearance oh, several months into into uh, my time here. It was at the YMCA. It was a Saturday night. We did some event down there. Right. And Bill and I were there. And he said, uh, what are you doing? Let's go get something to eat. I said, okay. So we go to Corbus. Oh, yeah. On Lake we Avenue. go to Corbus and, and, and we sit down and have a wonderful meal. Right. And we get up and I go to pay for the meal. And the guy says, um, you're with Bill, right? And I said, well, yeah. He said, it's taken care of. <laughs> and I said, great. So then we go to Pat's Bar and Grill for a nightcap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we have, you know, a couple of, of draft beers, very sparingly, of course, all mm-hmm. in the legal. Sure. Um, and and uh, I go to pay the bill, and they said, well, you're with Bill Flynn, right? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, it's taken care of. And I said, I don't know much about this Bill Flynn, but i, I got to tell you what, I'm hanging with this guy because everywhere he goes, they, they buy food for him. That was fabulous. I never forgot that. Boy, I remember that now, Raj. Thank that you fun? so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to see you. Thank you. Great, honestly, and I'm so glad to be working with you and Doug again. Um, and I, I just... I'm so pleased to be with a friend who's always stayed in touch. Oh, I know. In broadcasting, people come and go. Mm -hmm. But there's not many that stay in touch. And you have always stayed in touch with us. And it's so great to see you again. And we'll be working together. Did you talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. The Dick's Sporting Open. I just pulled in. Okay. Good luck, Roger. Thank you. Dicks. I'm looking forward looking to forward it. to working with you. You and Kevin Bixby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing... Uh, he never misses. <laughs> Bill, we'll be doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday reports from Enjoy, right? Yes. Coming up next yes. weekend. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything's right there. Yeah. Uh, we're, we've sold it right out. There's tremendous support. As soon as I mention WMBF is going to cover Dick's Open again, and Roger Neal is going to be on mm-hmm. out at the course on the fairway, and sponsors, no reservation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sign us up, sign us up. So we sold it out, Roger. A lot of respect for many advertisers in our community, and uh, they're all looking forward, as we are, to uh, this well, wonderful event. We're looking forward to it, too. It's, it's, uh, it'll be good to be back um, in an on-air capacity for a while and covering an event that it's yeah. great to be at. You know, It's one of the premier events in the country, so it's wonderful. And, Bill, thank you for putting this together. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I, I figured I'm, since I'm back here, and that's been, a, a, as you know, the number one sporting event in our community for so long, Yeah. and uh, we got to get it back again, and, and now we are working together. And then I get to put the headset on. I get to listen to Lenny Gavulka yeah. Yeah, and Chicago, Chicago Push, Push in yeah. the background, right? <laughs> huh? You we know? can probably <laughs> ring that. Walter Ostendick, a little bit of that, maybe Dick Piller, and away we go. Roger, great <laughs> to see you. 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Let's Ron. Looking forward to working with you. Okay, buddy. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, ladies, Doug. Thank you, Bill. The Polka King, ladies and gentlemen. Do not adjust your radio. Uh, we have royalty in the studio with us, and, of course, uh, Roger Neal is with us, too. We're going to talk to Roger more. We're getting Kathy ready in the newsroom, and then maybe she might want to share a story or two coming up, too. But uh, Roger Neal will continue with us in the studio here in just a couple of minutes in WNBF's First News Binghamton. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 8.30. The forecast for today, sunshine and a high in the low 80s. A beachfront condo tower has partially collapsed in the Miami area town of Surfside. Scores of fire and rescue teams rushed to the area early this morning in the overnight hours as part of a massive search for operations. The authorities, reporting to Associated Press, had no word on casualties. However, ABC News was reporting at least one person has died. World shares are mostly higher as investors wait for new U.S. inflation data. Benchmarks rose in Paris, Frankfurt, and Hong Kong, but were flat in Tokyo and Shanghai. U.S. futures were higher after a bipartisan group of U.S. senators proposed a pared-down plan for $559 billion in new infrastructure spending that would open the door to President Joe Biden's more sweeping $4 trillion proposals. Fresh data on inflation will come tomorrow with the release of the Federal Reserve's preferred gauge. It will cover May when the Consumer Price Index saw a year-over-year inflation of Stocks were mixed on Wednesday in listless trading on Wall Street. WMBF First News Time, 8.32. New York State Police are investigating the shooting of another one of their own two weeks after a trooper was shot by a man while investigating a suspicious individual in the town of Colesville. In a news release issued by state police concerning this latest incident, authorities were responding to a domestic incident on Sunrise Terrace in the village of Deposit shortly after 9 p.m. yesterday when the officer was shot. The trooper was taken by ambulance to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. The news release does not disclose the trooper's condition, but unofficial sources not with the state police had indicated that the trooper's injuries were believed to be non-life-threatening. Officers in the Kirkwood barracks would not comment. A suspect is in custody. Officials say there is no threat to the public. Now, going back two weeks ago, on June 9th, authorities responded to an incident on East Windsor Road and confronted a man before he reportedly fired at them, wounding Trooper Becky Sager. Another trooper suffered a shrapnel wound. 34-year-old Jason Johnson was apprehended about 20 hours later following a massive manhunt when a tip led to him being found along the banks of the river in Colesville. Johnson has been charged with two counts of felony attempted murder. He was arraigned on June 11th, and authorities at the time said more charges were pending. Trooper Sager is said to be recovering. Once again, we're still waiting for an update now from New York State Police about this latest shooting of a trooper, this time in deposit. New York will lift more COVID-19 restrictions as the state of emergency expires today. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New Yorkers will still have to wear masks on public transit, in hospitals, nursing homes, correctional facilities, and homeless shelters, as the order does expire today, but still... People are following federal guidelines. The change today means public meetings, though, and other things may not have to happen virtually or have other restrictions. 
It's the governor's latest announcement about lifting COVID-19 restrictions at a time when the rate of new infections of the coronavirus are dipping to record lows and more New Yorkers are getting vaccinated. It also follows months of pushback from Republicans and business groups that have called for Cuomo's executive power to be pulled back. U.S. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney says Broome County is getting funding for more electric and other clean energy public transit vehicles. The Republican says $3.2 million is coming through the Low and No Emission Vehicle Grant Program. Tenney says the funding allows local transit authorities to buy or lease low or no emission buses and other transit vehicles that rely on battery, electric, and fuel cell power to provide cleaner travel options to communities. Broome County's grant totals $3,225,276. Grab a poll for free fishing weekend in New York, and if you visit Broome County's parks, even the boat is free. Broome County Executive Jason Gardner says the county is on board with the program to reel prospective anglers into sporting at fish to sport fishing. Saturday and Sunday, visitors to Nathaniel Cole, Dorchester, and Greenwood Parks with their own fishing poles will be able to get a free hour-long boat rental. WMBF News Time, 835. Fire can be like, well... There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, your WNBF Twin Tears forecast Apache Fog. Otherwise sunny today. Highs will be in the low 80s for tonight. Mostly clear. Temperatures in the low to mid-50s and mostly sunny as we look into Friday. Low 80s for the weekend. Cloudy, chance of showers, afternoon thunderstorms possible. Low 80s for Saturday, then partly sunny Sunday. Chance of showers and thunderstorms high in the upper 80s. We're about 57 right now. Kathy White joining us in, in the studio, too. Hi, Kat. I see you're using my Mr. Magoo weather that I gave you. Oh, speaking of Mr. Magoo, did you see the sign they put up over there? In, <laughs> in the parking the, garage. The parking <laughs> garage. a huge <laughs> sign. It's as tall as me that's warning people about the new uh, gay system that they're installing. I, 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 did, I did notice that. It's huge. It's like... <laughs> You have no excuse if you don't turn in your old gate key. Well, that's, that's either one of two things. Either for people who are totally illiterate, hopefully you can right. figure it out, or people like me who are old and you can't see. Well, they, <laughs> one or the other. They haven't put the little gate down yet, have no, they? No, no, they haven't because they have, people have until today if they're monthly yeah. parkers to swap out for the new card. I'm just waiting, keeping my fingers crossed in the ungodly hour that I come in oh, I that it's going to work yeah. because when they were installing it, the guy was that was the company that was putting in the new right. gate thing. Mm-hmm. He was there several days, and the parking ramp people talking to him about tweaks that were required because it wasn't operating apparently the way it was supposed to. And, you know, our hours of morning that we come That's in, all it's you like, need is that to happen. Right? Yeah, well, I have alternate parking plans if I have to. So I wonder. Hey, Paprika. Paprika. That's the only way to fly. I wonder who we have on the line. Who's on the phone line with us? WNBF, good morning. Hi, this is Paul. Hey, what's up, Paul? Uh, am, I, am I on the air now? You're on the air, sir. Momentarily. Okay, you know what else I want, uh, want to say? Is Billy Preston wrote, you wrote it so beautiful. Did uh, you know that? I didn't know that. You're talking about the Joe Cocker song? Yeah. Oh. Well, thanks for that update, Paul. I appreciate it. Well, Thank I you, know my friend. a lot about music. Uh, I know you do. We've talked several times. Listen, i got to run. we got Roger Neal in the studio. Say hi to Roger. 
Hi, Roger. I, I used to talk to you all the time. I do remember that. Absolutely. We had a lot of early morning conversations. Yep. Paul is one of our Golden Member Club listeners. We yes. appreciate you, Paul. Yeah, I always appreciate yeah, getting a chance right. to talk to you. You how, helped wake me up in the morning. Your, how, how's your retirement? It's, it's, it's going very well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. All right. Th- thanks for the tidbit. We'll talk, to, we'll talk at you later. Take all care. Right? Take care. Okay, bye. All right, Paul. Paul calls in quite a bit, too, yes. and lets us know what's going on. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, we were talking about what you're going to be doing with us next weekend. Yes. Yes, so, of course, uh, the 50th anniversary of uh, the Pro Golf Tournaments. It's the 50th? Yeah, this year. And um, it's, it's going to be a tremendous over July 4th holiday weekend. But uh, I was very pleased to be um, asked to come back and, and cover that. We. Uh, actually, going back all the way to 1979, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the BC Open, I've covered all the um, the events there. Of course, the one year with the flood, they they moved to uh, to Turning Stone for the tournament. But if there was a tournament, either the the BC Open or the Dick Sporting Goods Open, right? I was on hand for that, so I'm I'm very happy not to have that streak broken for the three days and a couple days beforehand with preparation. But exciting. Uh, it's going to be tremendous again. I know that they already have Joey Sindelar planning on coming back, Fred Funk, a past champion, Doug Barron, another past champion, Willie Wood. They'll be releasing more names coming up shortly, obviously, uh, for the, the tournament a week from this weekend. But it's going to be exciting, and uh, we'll be doing um, breaks from there. Uh, with interviews of some of the leaders as they come off the course. Of course, some of the things will be tempered a bit because mm-hmm. of COVID, so right. it won't be exactly the same, but it'll be, uh, I'm sure, very, very uh, interesting. And um, we'll be out there with reports starting at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon, and then on Saturday from the 10 o'clock hour on through the late afternoon, and again on Sunday. I'll be live on the Bill Flynn Show to start things off then with Don Giovanni and then continue on with periodic breaks as the updates pour in from the final round of the tournament and uh, on until a new champion's crown. Yeah, so folks, make sure you tune in to News Radio 1290 WNBF the whole 4th of July weekend, the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for updates with Roger. And, you know, honestly, I've listened to you do these. I've listened to you do high school games. I've listened to you do uh, college uh, basketball games and even reports from the, the Dick Sporting Goods Open. I don't know how you do it. You're so cerebral with what you do. It's like I couldn't remember half the stuff you do. Well... You have to be able to read your own writing. That's one thing. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. I'll get a wrong name because I can't read what I wrote down. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. And um, I said I just feel blessed that I've been able to do a lot of the things that, that I enjoy. And uh, literally, at Enjoy, a chance to, to cover this great tournament. It is a huge plus for our area. Unfortunately, you know, the crowds will be held down um, from what they usually would be right. because of the concerns over the pandemic. Uh, but it's going to be tremendous nonetheless and um, you know, great entertainment, uh, all kinds of things. It, it's the big happening. And so I'm just very fortunate that we have someone like Bill Flynn who – you know, took uh, the bull by yeah. the horns, so to speak, and and um, you know, ran with it to get coverage for it. And uh, you know, the, the the PGA people allowing us, along with uh, John Carides and Dave Pisagno and everybody from yeah. the Dicks Open, to, to let us be out there again. So uh, it's exciting. It. And I and, and I said I can't wait to be back on the air live with Bill Flynn again. We're looking forward to it. more with Roger Neal coming up. We're going to check our job report and uh, we'll close out the show with Roger Neal, our guest this morning on WMBS First News. Cars.com, or better yet, bring in your trade right now to any of our 13 locations in Trumansburg, Ithaca, Syracuse, Baldwinsville, or Watkins Glen, and get more for it.
Wake up with the news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. And it is time for our job report from Broom Tioga Workforce New York from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. We bring in Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Doug. And we are ready for your job report, sir. Absolutely. So, number one hot job today is with the Hillside Family of Agencies looking for a number of youth care professionals. Both full and part-time positions are available. The youth care professional performs functions related to the care and treatment of youth and assists in the development of life and social skills in a residential treatment setting. Job number two is with J&K Plumbing and Heating Company, Incorporated. They're looking for a first-year sheet metal apprentice. This is a four-year apprenticeship program working in the sheet metal industry. Training costs are fully paid by the business. Ideal candidates will have a good mechanical aptitude, math, and communication skills. And then hot job number three is with the New York State Unified Court System. They're looking for a secretary. This position will provide support for attorneys in the Binghamton Office of the Mental Hygiene Legal Service. Candidates must have exceptional keyboarding and organizational skills. Law office experience is preferred. Uh, And then as far as our recruitments are going... um, Obviously, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but the Rumble Ponies Grand Slam Job Fair is coming up July 6th, 4.30 to 6.30 at the Marabito Stadium. We're all very excited about that. Uh, about 50, so right now there are over 50 businesses attending, uh, so definitely keep an ear out for that. We've got information on, on our website. Uh, we also have recruitments coming up before that. We have our UHS Senior Living. They're doing open interviews. Uh, The first one will be at their location, 600 High Avenue in Endicott, on Thursday, uh, June 24th from 10 to 3. And then they will be in our location, the Oakdale Mall, on July 1st from 10 to 3. Uh, They've got full part-time positions, food service, health care, you name it, a whole bunch of opportunities there. Uh, So if you need any more information about that, you can give us a call at 607-778-2136. Find us at Facebook at Broomtiger Works, or uh, pop in next time you're at the Oakdale Mall, or just located a little bit behind Burlington. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. We'll look forward to to wrapping up the work week with another job report tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great day. Yep. Bye now. All right. And we will be talking with Roger Neal as we wrap up WNBF's First News Binghamton in the studio. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. Along with Roger Neal in the studio with us this morning. So, uh, over the past year, you've had a chance to maybe get out and do a few other things you haven't had a chance to do. Looking back at your broadcast career, looking back at what you did here at WNBF, what's the one thing that you missed the most? Uh, I, I think it's um, you know talking with, meeting, and seeing the people. Yeah, uh, we have uh, over the course of years some with us for decades of sponsors who supported our radio station and specifically, you know, my my part of it and and all of our parts of it. I miss that. I miss uh, talking to the listeners. I miss being out at festivals and those types of things, which I still am trying to get to, but certainly right. not in the capacity of you know on air broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little less stressful worrying about equipment working and everything, but. But, you know, those types of things, I think the interaction with that and, and, and being part of I, – I, there have been times when I will hear a story and a guest that you or Bob will have, and I say, doggone, I would have been excited to have that person on or to break that story, right. yeah. and now you're on the sideline. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, that is difficult because at one time you were a key cog in that, and, and of course, 
with no venue to do it on, right. you, you don't you're not a cog anymore. So that that's um, a, a little difficult to do. Like with Chower, the Heart Association, which we've been involved with for decades, and you know, love to get a chance to talk to people from there, but also right. about the good that is done. So I think I think the people relationships overall is the toughest thing the on-air part i bet you when you talk pick any number of ex-broadcasters and they tend to forget a lot of the things that put them out of broadcasting right yeah and they remember being on the air because it is fun it is enjoyable and you know you you wake up every morning and i I look at some of the other jobs and i I think man i was so lucky to be able to do what i love to do and be a part of the community and just meet so many. I mean, there are so many wonderful people at all levels. And working with WNBF is and was the door opener. You know, Roger Neal walks by and it's like, okay, well, who's that? But Roger Neal from WNBF mm-hmm. comes by. That means something. But I will say this. You have made an indelible stamp on this community. And people still think of you as WNBF's Roger Neal. We all do here, of course, and we always will. You'll always be a member of this radio group i appreciate that thank you well you know for everything you've done but you carry that with you in the community you'll always be wmbs roger neal i appreciate that very much and and i appreciate also you know barbini uh, and you letting me continue to stay involved in whatever capacity develops and it's just enjoyable. So we're glad to, uh, we, are, we are glad to do it. Raj, we're out of time, but um, we're going to have Raj with the Dick Sporting Goods Open, 4th of July weekend, and he'll be working with us more. It's been a pleasure. WNBF Binghamton and WNBF 